Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm based here in Seattle, Washington, with my friend, the sound man, Eric the Engineer, and we are at KKNW 1150 on your AM radio dial. And we go out all over the globe. We have an app, the KKNW app, where you can listen to us anytime. And Eric does an amazing job of turning this live show into a podcast. So you can listen at your leisure at Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, all your other favorites as well. I'd be honored if you subscribed. But for those of you who are live with me today... We're going to be talking about your call to adventure. Mm-hmm. You're probably on one, or one's just about to come down the way, or you might be just about to get a tap on your shoulder from the universe saying, hey, you started one a while ago and you sort of abandoned it, but we're back for another chance. I'm going to be explaining to you how your calls to adventure works. Because I don't really know anyone who's lived more than a decade and has gotten out of a call to adventure. I think it's really, really interesting how many of us that are writers or have writing businesses or are producing books and blogs and brands right now, how we find ourselves being called to go on some sort of adventure, which is basically like being called out of your, your claimed comfort and doing something all new, different, challenging, and sometimes very self-promoting and wonderful. So like I said, we're going to be getting into that today. I'd love to support you if you have a question about something you're writing, something you're up to, or just getting ready for 2021. If you're listening to the live show, I hate to break it to you, but I do believe it's about mm, 27, 28 days away. We're going to be stepping right over the threshold into the new year 2021. I know there are many people saying, phew, and then there are other people going, oh, And you might have your own version of that. I'm pretty excited about it myself. I I don't want to gloat, but I will say that 2020 has had many lovely things come my way as it has also brought a certain level of challenge that we all know about. But at the same time, there, there have been many really beautiful, surprising moments along the way. So like any year, it's a great time to get ready to say goodbye with some gratitude for the year and what it's taught us and get ready for what's coming down the pike. If you would like to call in and talk today, I would love to talk to you. And the phone number here is one. 888-298-5569. one 298 
KKNW 5569. I'd love to hear from you. When you call, you're first going to go through a little, oh, what do we call that, triage? I don't know what we call that, where, where you get to talk to Eric first. And this is the nice, lovely voice you will hear when you call in. Hello, Eric. Hey, good afternoon. I don't know that it's triage. What's that called? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that wasn't the right word. I'll be happy to uh, <laughs> talk to our our listeners and get their name and uh, where they're calling from and maybe see what the question is, and then I'm happy to bring them on with you. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. See, even it's completely painless. Forget the yes, right, right, right. I knew that wasn't the right word, but I couldn't get it. So I like it though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gonna start calling it that. That's Eric. That's Eric. He's here every time we do a show and more. He produces all the shows here on. Oh, I'm gonna mess up which days. Many days of the week. And I, like many of the other hosts, am so grateful to get to work with Eric. He takes care of everything, even weird words like triage that aren't really triage, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. So anyway, if you got a question, we'll be right here to take your calls and to help you out. And it doesn't matter if you're writing, thinking about writing, not writing, not planning on writing, but you are, to some extent, connected to the idea that you're living a life on purpose, you're living a life of meaning, and that the stories you are living by can always boost from some support, some counsel, some creativity, some collaboration. I'd love to be that person for you. We have been looking lately in my little story, you coaching business, at the notion of how do we stay connected in community and stay far more than six feet apart from each other. Many of you at this point know a little bit about Zoom, but what you might not know about is that Oh, I don't know, 20 years before I had to get accustomed with Zoom, I was working with platforms called Blackboard and WebCT and Canvas. These are some of the popular platforms at colleges. And for some time, I was in the e-learning department, electronic learning department, And in the very early 2000s, when learning online was really cutting edge, I had the opportunity to write courses to teach faculty how to teach their students online and then to offer my own online courses as examples in a a place we would look to for our own learning. It was a lot of fun, and it was, in addition to my job as a writing professor. Well, I never expected, never, never, never expected, just like you, uh, 2020 to be as it is. I'm trying not to say the P word or the C word anymore. You know, I'm I'm just trying to accept that we all know what we're talking about here. But I, I just, I really didn't think something was like this was coming down the pike 
But I have to tell you that even though I love, love, love giving my memoir writing classes in West Seattle, and I absolutely love going and visiting people in the Bellevue, Seattle area and coming to their homes and offering them a VIP experience so they can get up and working on their book, even though that to me is just awesomeness. I am so grateful that Zoom had been up and running for a while. A lot of the a lot of the little buggy bugs had been worked out. You might not think that's so, but I promise you, I remember the early days of Zoom, and it is so. Trust me, it's so. And, and there really wasn't a learning curve, not a high one, for me to get going on Zoom and to help out some, some of my friends who all of a sudden were at the college going, oh my goodness, I have to teach fully online, 90 students, starting tomorrow. Yeah, we've done a lot of collaborating. Good things have come of this, and I have to remember that. I have to remember that I now have students across the globe that I might not have had otherwise, that, that for many of us, we have reached far and wide to keep community going. This radio station, my goodness, there isn't anywhere on the globe as long as you've got a signal going on that you can't hear it. And so for that, for those connections, I am so grateful. This has been a year that has called so many of us to adventure. I, I can only count maybe maybe just a couple of people that really saw this as a time to vacation in front of their movie subscription. And, and even, even people like me who indulged in that for a good 48 hours, you know, we got back up and running pretty quick. We figured out that it was time to hear what is this adventure that's tapping us on the shoulder. Now, I didn't make up this term, uh, a call to adventure. This is right out of Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. He's the author of A Thousand Faces. He, he's actually the author of many books and a philosopher who really believed that there were these 12 common steps that a person goes through when they are facing just practically a monumental transition in front of them. And it, it could be because there was an act of God, like a tornado or um, a fire of, you know, a fire of mass proportion. It could be that a call to adventure came along because you were following your values, like you, you decided to expand your family and have a baby. Oh, yeah, you're going to be called to an adventure when you say, I'm taking off the hat of being a single wanderer and I'm, I'm going to be married with kids. My goodness, you are on an adventure. You, you are maybe called to adventure when you feel the cry of 
of need in humanity and you know that your skills match up with that in some way, shape, or form. Doctors sometimes leave their homeland and they go and they volunteer an entire year to learn about the health of those in other countries and how they may completely use their wisdom to be of service. And on and on and on and on and on. There are so many ways to be called to adventure and to say yes to the call to adventure. There's also a lot of ways to say, uh, no, 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 no. You, you, dear call to adventure, why don't you just pass me on by and go, go tap on someone else's shoulder. Go bother Eric. Don't bother me. Go, go get someone else. I don't, I don't want this. But that, uh, that usually doesn't lead to one's joy and to one's happiness. It, it might bring you back to uh, that, that Netflix subscription and the comfy place on the couch and your beautiful throw blanket and kitty cat and all that good stuff. But at some point, that's not going to be your ultimate fulfillment. The call to adventure is that desire, deep desire to do more. And it aligns completely with your values. Even if it doesn't look like it right away, it does. And something in you knows it. And something in you feels this little gnawing that this might be familiar. I might have been called to do this before. I might have been asked once and wiggled out of it because it looks so big. Maybe when you're facing, uh, I'm going to say it, the pandemic or a coronavirus, that looks so big that you actually decide that your call to adventure isn't as bad as you thought. And you get going on it. I know I did in, in some ways this year. And I also know of many people that really, really felt like this was a time when they could no longer postpone a difference they said they wanted to make or a difference they wanted to see in their own lives and with their own families. And so when the call came and tapped them strongly on the shoulder and said, hey, 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 Life isn't going to be the way you know it. Big changes are coming your way. These people said, okay, all right. Not quite sure how I'll get through this. Not quite sure how long it will take to get through this. But I feel something in me that's saying, now just might be the time. And I'm going to find what it takes. And I'm going to step forward and do it. So does anything about this so far speak to you? If you know it's been tapping you on the shoulder or if you're not sure, again, I'd love to take your call and get acquainted with you, help you out with it. Or maybe you are very aware that it has been calling you and you'd like to go further and really invest yourself I do have some programs coming up here in January. One is specifically 
for the person who is writing their book and is willing to take 90 days, not all day, but a little bit of time each day to work on that book, to have a few classes in community, and to get that first draft down. It works so well to just limit those first three months to my first draft. Believe it or not, you can get out 150 to 250 pages when it's just got to be the first draft that you're not editing. There's going to be other people that are like, yeah, I don't know about a book. I, you know, maybe. But what I do know is something big, something, something about my life story is up. And I'm ready to invest in a course that allows me to really author my life, really take authority for my life and hear the highest guidance, but to also have a human, also known as Coach Debbie, to be a guide and to offer the exercises and the one-on-one attention so that 2021 can be a wonderful year that you journey through and you look back on and feel great about. We're going to talk more about that as well as your call to adventure when we come back from our first break. Stay tuned. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world, their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Hello and welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm talking to you today a little bit about the hero's journey. And one of my one of my favorite people who likes to write in from time to time is Scott. And he was saying on Facebook today, he says I feel like I'm writing my best. It certainly takes me on a journey when the pen just seems to move on its own and it tells me the story. I love that. I loved hearing from Scott today because one of the things about being called to an adventure is when you surrender to a certain extent that Anything that is old and and just feels like cumbersome baggage is laid aside so you can have a new experience. A call to adventure says, I'm very willing to do something new. I know it's outside of my comfort zone, but I'm really willing. And writers find that the pen does just what Scott says. It 
it takes down the story we're thinking about. Something from the Tao Te Ching that I think is very much aligned with Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, especially the call to adventure phase, is this. Uh, Lao Tzu says, the tallest tree grows from the smallest sprout. The tallest tower is built from a pile of dirt. And a journey of a thousand miles begins beneath your feet. A journey of a thousand miles begins beneath your feet. And we often don't think of things that way, that, that it is up to us to grow from this nice, unadulterated little seed. We often think of our lives as this knocking down, brushing it off, getting up, and surviving. But we don't take in all the thriving that's available to us. Really, a call to adventure is just that. It says, you've been in a place for some time that you know well, but there is another place. If you're willing to step over this threshold in front of you, there is another place that could fulfill you exponentially more. But you're going to have to conjure the courage to take it on. Yet at the same time, where does it begin? It begins with this little seed inside of us. And often it's been growing for a really, really long time. I can tell you when I was in graduate school, one of the things I knew was that at the end, I would be teaching something, but I didn't know what it would be. I just knew the seed was that I really like to teach. I really like to be in community. I really like to learn. I really like to study and research and glean things and create classes and my own content, my own spin and bring it to people, and then learn again. Learn from them. I like that cycle. But what would be the medium? Would it be the piano? What would it be? Would it be writing? It ended up being writing, but I really wasn't sure about that for a very long time. I think what we come back to is feeling that the call is big. And you may have heard some of, these, some of these key concepts about the call to adventure and the hero's journey because it really is laid out in, in 12 steps of moving from what you know to stepping out, crossing over this threshold, really feeling separated from, from where you have experience coming in into alignment with some mentors, sort of rebelling against that, then getting the call again. It goes on for a while until you really commit, you really get involved, you find you have something to give, and then you find your audience to give it to. I mean, that's my... That's my 90 seconds of the hero's journey. Um, you could study it for decades, but there, there's the little quick 
tiny little course. Like I said earlier, if you would like a six-month course, I'll be starting that in January for anyone that is authoring their life or the 90-day for those serious about writing a book. But what, what I think most people find is that they know they're having some sort of call when they all of a sudden feel a little disharmony. Do you know what I mean by that? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm trying to sneak in water and I'm going to choke. It's that disharmony with um, common archetypes. So, for example, you've probably heard about these. There's this archetype in storytelling where there's the orphan. And the orphan finds his way through disharmony because he really feels like a lot of people that, that are getting through this year, he really feels like his circumstances have become too big. And he's out of alignment with his circumstances. And if he could just change that, everything would be fine again. You know, it, the, the orphan archetype in mythology uh, doesn't, doesn't want to have anything to do with new normal. Wants to blow that up. And, and you might relate to that. I do at times. There's a little rebel in me that wants to blow things up when I don't like things going the way they are. But when we're being called to an adventure, that, that disharmony of feeling a little orphaned in the world, that just might come up. Yeah. There are a whole lot of archetypes, but let's just talk about a few of them. Another one is the disharmony around wandering, that, that one that wants to go the distance, but they don't really feel like they're getting any help and they don't know how to ask for it. And so they end up being kind of aimless. They start with a real mission, these wanderers, but because they believe they're completely out there on their own and they don't have anyone they can trust to ask for help. And if they did, it might, might look like they're weak. They, uh, they end up wandering their way into a lot of trouble. If, if you're being called to do something different, you might, you might feel that odd wandering going on inside of, well, if I do something different, who would I call on? Who would help me? And, and can my ego, in fact, endure the idea of asking for help? That might be a bit much. There, there was this great book I loved reading. Um, it was called Into the Wild. It was written by John Krakauer, someone local here, Seattle area, and you might know of him from his previous book was Into Thin Air. Woof, I'm glad I pulled that title out. I only taught that book for 10 years. Into Thin Air. And then I taught Into the Wild. Uh, if you don't like John Krakauer, you're not going to like me much. 
But he's got this incredible understanding of the hero's journey, and he, he never, he never ever says it in his books. But what he does is he takes real live people going through real live, real adventures, mountain climbing adventures. Well, he's a mountain climber himself, so that would make sense. Um, his, his, shall we say, character, I mean, this was a real person, Christopher McCandless, uh, from the book Into the Wild, was someone who ventured from Virginia all the way to Alaska. And his, his dream really was to be in harmony with the wild. And he had a lot of great ideas, this Christopher. But what John Krakauer really highlighted was this call to adventure and the, the disharmonies that Christopher ran into again and again as a wanderer, as one who heard his call but just kept refusing, refusing the notion that at some point all of us need a little more help. All of us need a little mentoring. All all of us need to read the wise stories of those that went before us. It's just one of the ways that sometimes when we're called forward, we're just not quite sure how to move forward because a little bit of that shadow comes up. So you might relate to some of these. There's, There's others. There's the warrior. There's the king. There's the altruist, there's the innocent one, there's the magician. Uh, let's just look at one more. The altruist, let's, uh, altruist, that's a hard word to say, altruist. That archetype many people relate to because when she or he is not really answering the call, really finding her power, what she does she gives into the needs of others and says her own needs can wait. And her own needs end up waiting, oh, a year, a decade, often a lifetime. And you sometimes find these people in very helpful professions, but you sometimes just find these people living their lives and, and being a dutiful grandfather, for example. A grandfather can be the altruist who is having a really hard time answering certain calls because the call he does answer is to his 10 grandkids and not necessarily to something that's really high on his list that he could be doing while he continues to love those 10 grandkids, but he can't be doing if he's literally bombarded with phone calls from those 10 grandkids. That's just an example off the top of my head there. But I think you know what I mean. The call to adventure comes, and we know it's with us, 
when we start to see a little shadow playing out in our life. And, and we fall back into what we know how to do. We know how to be people pleasers, and that seems like a good thing, so let's go with that. Or we know how to not bother people and not ask for help, so we'll just wander and things will get a little aimless, but yeah, maybe we'll find our way out at some point. And things end up going like that. It's not to say that the call to adventure is linear. That's not it at all. It's just that when we're answering it, when we're answering our calls to adventure, it's meant to be intentional. And if you can write some sort of plan about it, at the very least, you'll stay on path. Even if your path wiggles and has certain switchbacks along the way, at least you'll be on the path and not down in the jungle. And that's really what it's about, is is saying, I, I hear something calling to me that I want to honor, and I am going to put one foot in front of the other and work on it. Your... If you're writing right now, your characters are on an adventure, always. Your your characters are people you have to know well. You have to understand especially, well, let's just deal with your main character if you're writing. Main character could be in your memoir, could be you, could be your mom, could be your teacher. But often it's someone very, very close to you. Or in a fictional piece, it's, it's that main character, your protagonist. And what's really important is that you understand those values and strengths and fears and habits and dreams, just to name a few, but definitely those, of your character. So in my class where we talk for, you know, we spend six months together about what it means to author our lives, we're really looking at what are the values and the strengths? What are the fears? How do they become habits? How do we look into our dreams and turn those around into good habits so that we answer our calls to adventures. Because adventures usually go on for some time. They, they at least go on for half the year. But often they'll go on for, if, if you've ever studied biographical counseling or Waldorf systems, um, Rudolf Steiner, they often, according to his theories, go on good seven to nine years, seven to nine years, where you're in some thick theme that requires your attention. And it could be because it's all around your career, or it's all around becoming a new parent, or it's all around your world travels. I don't know, but it's something big. And it's, it's something that you don't want to leave this life without doing. It matters to you 
It's your meaning. As Joseph Campbell says, it's a call to adventure. All right. I miss you guys. You want to call me? We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, light up the phone lines. And I look forward to talking to you. We're going to be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Washington State Secondary Athletic Administrators Association. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello and welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Today we are taking a lovely look at Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. This was a, a theme, I should say, that I used a lot when I was teaching my college writing classes and students loved it. Sometimes they would write their own autobiography and, and some of these students were 16 years old, and some of these students were 56 years old and coming back to school. But it was really, really neat to take people on a journey because the hero's journey isn't just for the movies. It's something that happens in our own lives. It is patterning that we live through. Joseph Campbell called it the cycle and he would refer to it as, here, here's a quote straight from Joseph Campbell. If we accept a call and complete a journey in our life, we will grow and our lives will be richer and more fulfilling. Nobody lives life without at least being called. In other words, it's up to us if we are going to accept that call or not. So here's three ways you might find out that you're being called to journey. One common path is that your own mind and your own being just has this strong inner yes. It's just saying, yes, this thing in front of me I'm going to do. So for some people, it's, you know, I am going to write that book. I am going to do it in 2021. I've been thinking about it. I want to write this book. They're no longer going, oh, you know, it's just going to take a lot of time and 
I don't know how you I don't know how you get around to things like that. It just seems so big. They're not in that space anymore. They really see it as an adventure. And they're excited about it even if they don't understand how it's all going to work out. Because who does? Who does? It's like standing in Seattle and and looking across the water and trying to see Japan. Good luck with that one. I mean, it's out there. But you can't see it until you get moving in the boat headed toward Japan. That's how it works. You got to get in the boat of adventure. That's how you answer your call. It doesn't mean you're going to go in a straight line, but it does mean that you're in the boat and you're saying yes. Another way that you know you're on some sort of adventure is that you stay the course after something just monumental happens to you and you don't, you don't try to thwart it. You don't, uh, well, maybe you do at some point, but, but you do decide, I'm in this. So for, for a friend of mine, Mariam, uh, what year was, I'm not sure what year it was, maybe five years ago, the holiday season, she and her husband had just finished doing their home renovations, beautiful home renovations, really, really took them down to the last nickels of their savings. And on the day after Christmas, he was in the garage and noticed danger and came running in the house. And he told Mariam, run, we're going to lose the house. And within, within seconds, the, the garage was ablaze and later the whole house. They lost the whole house. And this, this is sometimes the way people get thrown on their adventure. They're thrown. They don't feel like they were called. They feel like something in the world just tossed them straight out of their life and into the biggest mess. And there's ways we deal with it. You know, if you're like me, you, you put on a good tantrum for a bit. If you're uh, a little more evolved, you might um, seek counsel from someone else. I should give myself more credit. I don't, I don't throw the same number of tantrums that I did when I was two. But, you know, I learned early. I learned early how to squawk when I was upset. And, and most of us do, especially when that call comes from an energy that could be a fire could be a tornado, you know, could be that even, even if your car breaks down in the middle of rush hour and a thunderstorm, that could be enough where you just feel so terribly alone. Yet the person who hears this as a call to adventure grabs a hold of their bootstraps, turns their head toward where they might see just a speck of light and starts moving in that direction. And they don't know how long the light will be there, and they don't know who they're going to meet along the way, but they know if they sit down and cry for another day, it's just not going to be 
helpful. It's time to move forward. Sometimes that is how people find themselves in the real call to adventure. Other times it's it's something so much smaller, like what I was just saying, that there's there's this desire that's been pulsing through you, but now that call to write your book just feels so strong. And it, it could be, too, that you hear something alluring in a whole new way. So maybe, maybe years ago, a friend said to you, I really want to go to Portugal. I'm going to make this up. I really want to go to Portugal, and I want to teach people how to speak English and how to write their books. You want to go with me? And you said, uh, no. No, thanks, but send me, send me some postcards and uh, have a great time. But as you went about your life, you thought about that, and it led to something alluring for you to do. It led you on your own call to adventure. And maybe you didn't go to Portugal and teach people how to speak English. Maybe instead you went to Africa. And when you were in Africa, you got very involved with medicine and children. And you took on work in that aspect. And it gave you joy and fulfillment. Maybe you were like my friend who actually found out on Thanksgiving Day that there was a soup kitchen one mile from her house. And she went and she cooked 12 turkeys. That was her job. And she fed people. And she felt wonderful. And she felt wonderful during a time of bereavement. And instead of spending Thanksgiving alone, she spent it giving to others. Because this call for adventure just landed in her lap and it had a certain allure. It had a certain, wow, I think I could do that. I think I could muster the energy for that and it would be better than the idea I woke up with today. When you are on the call to adventure, you are often feeling inside that there's something powerful you need to do. And you either say, yes, yes, I'm going to go for this. Or you do what many of us do. You refuse the call for now. And there's no shame in that. Maybe you don't feel ready for it. I'm looking at this text from Susan. Susan is someone that I adore working with. And She's talking right now about the homework assignment that I gave her. And one of the things she is bringing up here is that there is a sense of offering when you deal with your grief. And that is, that is really poignant to what we're talking about here. Sometimes a call to adventure calls you away from your grief so you can be of service. Or a call to adventure calls you away from being so busy 
and into a place that's very quiet so you can just hear yourself think and gather a new direction and new momentum. Sometimes a call for adventure comes from someone you haven't spoken to in a very, very long time, but they have this great idea and it nudges you forward. It speaks to your heart and you decide you're going to take action. I'm really, really excited that January is coming up because there's two times in the calendar year that I feel like is so fresh, actually two and a half. One is September because I'm, I'm just so tapped into the school system. I love to learn as a student. I love to teach as a teacher. And September has always felt like a time of new, starting a new year, but also January. January is very, very celebratory for our country. I mean, we have New Year's Day, and we even, many of us, start celebrating on the eve, either recklessly or, you know, in the far other end of the spectrum. I know plenty of people that get together and, and celebrate in a spiritual or religious way. And then in other countries, in the winter time, the, the winter solstice commemorates a time of renewal, of, of quiet reflection. I also, too, sometimes feel like summer, that, that first really warm day. Now, so, you, you might have to live in Seattle to deeply appreciate what I'm talking about here, but often there's, there's this day that happens in, in July, sometimes June, if we're really lucky, May, uh, where it's just it's surprisingly balmy and warm and the sun is high in the sky all day and it's it's so lovely we all we all just strip down and and start to work on that suntan and we're happy and we're out and we're joyous and it feels so new it feels like we're called even in just that that 14 days of bright sunlight to just rejoice together and, and be on a little adventure of holding our face in the direction of the sun. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Sometimes I've been out of town on that day when it's happened and, and people have said, oh, you're missing it. And it, it really is. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So you know what I'm talking about here. The call to adventure is that time of meaning. It's where you step over the threshold of, I know my life. My life's become somewhat ordinary. My life has a certain amount of predictability. It might even be overly busy in some ways. But, but all of a sudden, you realize there's this thing in front of you that you could wrap your arms around and say, 
I'm going to follow you. I'm going to listen to you. You are a story that's leading me right now. And I don't exactly know where this little raft is going. And I don't exactly know all the switchbacks. And I don't exactly know the time frame. But I do know I'm going to make the commitment. I'm going to start. You feel like the, the fallen magician inside of you, the fallen warrior, the fallen wanderer really wants to reclaim herself, really wants to find his way, really knows that it's familiar, this call, but it's time. It's time to stretch our legs and go for it. If you're feeling that as 2020 is ending, or if you're not really feeling it and you want to be motivated into it, I'd love to have a call with you. If you're familiar with my show, you're familiar with the way I I teach and the way I talk, and it just might be time to launch into your 2021 and your call to adventure. If so, get in touch with me at AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. Or just go to my website, CoachDebbie.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'm here every Thursday at KKNW with more content about your stories. And until then, my friends, namaste. Namaste.